Hi, and thank you for joining me for Igniting Courage podcast episode 92. Today, I want to talk about the courage to examine racism, especially as a white person, which I am. I mean, in the past, every time racism, racial justice, racial equality, or conversations like that have come into the news or into my social media feed and has become part of the conversation we have with friends, with family, with contacts, I would always think I'm all set. I'm not racist. Racists are bad. I'm good. And I love all people, no matter what color they are. Unless they're jerks, then it doesn't matter what color they are. I just don't like them. But that doesn't make me a racist. So I don't need to examine myself any further. Thank you. But this year... It was different. The conversations are different, or maybe I'm just listening differently. But people are talking about systematic racism and unconscious bias and what white privilege. And I didn't understand what they were talking about or how it related to me. So I decided it was time for me to learn a little bit more. Someone recommended a book called White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, and I'll put a link to it in, my, in the show notes. So I picked it up on Audible and started listening to it. D'Angelo framed racism in a really interesting way, and it was a way I hadn't thought about before. And at first, I was offended, and I wanted to stop listening because it made me uncomfortable. But that was the whole point of the book, was that oftentimes we don't have these conversations because they are uncomfortable. So I took a step back and said, you know what? Time to persevere, open your mind, and listen to the rest of the book. Now, the author's contention is that what we often see as racism involves intentional acts of hate based on negative, untrue beliefs against people of color. Now, thus, when someone brings up that I have done or said something that's kind of racist, like most people, I automatically think of really bad racist things that I would never, ever even consider doing, and I'm mad, and I'm offended that anyone would say that about me. Then I completely close my mind to the conversation because I genuinely don't think I did anything bad, which intentionally I didn't. The conversation ends. Nobody's happy. Nothing's solved or understood or changed. Plus, I think my accuser is just looking for trouble and being too sensitive and accusatory. And they think that I've exhibited some racial behavior or statement. And they think I'm too closed-minded or sensitive to even talk about it. And another potentially open, enlightening conversation bites the dust. <laughs> Aside from my narrowly focused definition of racism, in that situation... I'm also so outraged by the accusations against me that I'm not even thinking about how I may have unintentionally harmed someone. The impact is still there, even if my intentions weren't bad. I'm so inwardly focused, I'm not willing to even consider the impact of what I'm doing or saying. Now, D'Angelo goes on to talk about how history and societal constructs have created white privilege and unconscious bias, and modern times and the conversations haven't quite caught up with the longstanding systematic habits that have given white people privilege over people of color. We've all seen the line of kids, the video with the line of kids who are about to have a race across the field. And before they take off, they're told, take one step forward if your parents are married, take another step forward if you have access to a private education, or take a step forward if you've never had to worry about your cell phone being turned off, take another step forward if you've never wondered where your next meal will come from. If you haven't seen the video, it's in the show notes. Once those questions are answered and the kids are kind of all spread out, a bunch of kids who are mostly white have a significant head start on their race across the field than the other kids without those privileges. And those kids were mostly black or Latina kids. 
the lesson is that nothing you've done has put you at the advantage to win at this race or paralleled to life. But you've got a head start because of the advantages you've been given by birth. And with the racial and geographic divides being so stark and yet so correlated in this country, those advantages are often racial. Now, is this my fault? No, but it's important for me to understand those privileges so I can be sure I'm not holding anyone else back while I'm enjoying them. It's important for me to be aware of how my decisions, behaviors, and words could be holding someone else back from success or making them feel less than. And it's important for me to be a part of the forward progress that we so badly need rather than living in my happy little bubble of privilege. So genuinely trying to understand other people's experience. Oh, and by privilege, by having privilege doesn't mean I have had it easy. (laughs) It just means that the color of my skin hasn't been a contributor to the challenges that I've had. There's another great video that explains privilege a little bit more. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Now, I want to be sure I'm using my advantage to lift people up by reaching out, by listening, by speaking up when I see problems on a small daily situations and listening some more and then using my vote to change local, state, national laws to be sure that the next generation experiences more equality than this one. And they're armed with the knowledge and role models and listening skills to be sure the next generation after them has even more. This is a huge issue. But my awareness and continued efforts to understand and act in a conscious way and continue this conversation is what I can do to be a part of the solution rather than the perpetuation of a problem that I think is way bigger than me. So I don't even need to worry about it. We are all in a different place in our journey about understanding, but we need to keep moving forward and contributing and listening, really listening to other people's experience. So I'll do that. I've got a pile of books to continue reading. I'll continue seeking to understand, seeking out conversations about this in a respectful and tactful way, continuing to be open-minded about my privilege and trying to understand how I can even the playing field and continue that conversation. So this isn't just another fleeting thing sensationalized by the media that eventually fades away when the next disaster hits. Because what really needs to happen is we need to continue these conversations. So so thank you for listening. I would love to hear your input in the comments below. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you long after it's the media fodder that it is now. Thanks so much for listening. Let me know what you think.